First and Second Timothy isn't talking about the world. It's talking about the church. The perilous times that this passage talks about is not talking about the world. Yes, it's going to be there. And yes, it's already there. But it's talking about the church. And so I was praying and thinking, okay, God, well, how do you want me to do this? He said, just like I wrote it. I said, okay. Because we always purpose to do it just like we wrote it. We're going to go in this and look at it in the way that God wants us to look at it in the day and hour we live. There are so many signs that tell us we're living in the last days of earth's history. Now, the earth is not going to be done away with. It's not going away. But the Bible tells us that it's going to be recreated. Heaven and earth will pass away. That we know today. But a new heaven and new earth is going to be created. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Center or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. Praise God. We've got a lot to talk about today. 2 Timothy chapter 3, if you have your Bibles with you. And I say that very purposely because we're going to be spending time in your physical Bible today. And I, you know, I want to see us, we all bring our cell phones, we all bring our different things. I know I don't have to tell you, but everybody check in, let everybody know you're in church. Let everybody know you're in church. I got one amen, Hensley, one amen. Amen. Let everybody know you're in church. Uh, Because you you don't, the word that, that Heather gave, she mentioned that the Lord was giving it to her. During the course of that word, it just, it just stuck in my mind because it, it just so goes with what I'm teaching today, is why aren't you living like it? We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are the king's kids, but we have entered in to what is called the last days. We have entered into what I believe is the last of the last days. Now, a lot of times when I do this type of series, I will do lots of screenshots and lots of pictures of current events and news and so on and so forth. But when I was preparing for this, I want you to open your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3, because I know I have five verses that will actually be on the screen, but I'm going to read the entire chapter to you, which is 17 verses. I was praying, and I'm saying, God, you know, because I was getting, I was just being uneasy inside to how to present this at this juncture. And the Lord began to deal with me and speak to me and say, why don't you deal with it as I wrote it? 
The other way is not, it's all great and wonderful, but it talks about the world. First and Second Timothy isn't talking about the world. It's talking about the church. The perilous times that this passage talks about is not talking about the world. Yes, it's going to be there. And yes, it's already there. But it's talking about the church. And so I was praying and thinking, okay, God, well, how do you want me to do this? He said, just like I wrote it. I said, okay. So are you all okay? Because we always purpose to do it just like we wrote it. But this is a little different than the way I've been doing the end times. So for the next uh, two or three weeks, we're going to go in this and look at it in the way that God wants us to look at it in the day and hour we live. There are so many signs that tell us we're living in the last days of earth's history. Now, the earth is not going to be done away with. It's not going away. But the Bible tells us that it's going to be recreated. Heaven and earth will pass away. That we know today. But a new heaven and a new earth is going to be created. The signs of the times are everywhere. The 6,000-year history of God's creation is fast approaching the final 1,000-year, which is called the millennium. And what is happening in the world are very real realities. But I've had people over the years, and this is one of the things that has, that has uh, 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 set this series for the way I'm going to teach it, They've asked, Pastor, is there any biblical specificity that can give even clearer picture? And so that's what I began praying about. And God said, yeah, the way I wrote it. Okay. And so instead of doing lots of pictures and lots of stuff that are very real, true, current event, life happening stuff, God wants us to look at it today and understand it's not about them out there, but about us in here. Because this is pre-rapture. And when the rapture happens, it's all about Israel. Are you okay? So let's jump into this. 2 Timothy chapter 3, if you have your Bibles, I'm reading the New King James Version. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves. You can put in there men, women, the human race, will become lovers of themselves Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, heady, haughty, lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. But denying its power. From such, 
turn away. Folks, the world has no form of godliness. The church does. The religious does. Outside the church. So let's go on here. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Jannies and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith. Concerning the faith. But they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all as theirs also was. Speaking of the past, Jannies and Jambres, speaking of the past of the, the harlotry that swept in to the house of God back in that day, talking about today it's going to be exposed just like it was then. Can somebody say amen? But you, but you, Paul's writing to Timothy, the pastor of the church, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, You've watched my persecutions, afflictions, which have happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra. What persecutions I endured. And look at this. Out of them all the Lord delivered me. Didn't keep him from, delivered them out of. Are you okay? Look what it, Let's go on here. Yes. And all who desire to live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. Notice he didn't say, Timothy, you will suffer persecution. He didn't say a handful. What did he say? All who desire to live godly in the last days, perilous times will come. And all who desire to live godly will suffer persecution. Now, that's not popular preaching, folks. But that's why I, you know, Dale Carnegie and me just had a few fallouts. Some of y'all aren't old enough. Dale who? But you must continue in the things which you have learned, been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. You notice what Paul does? He takes him right back to the Word of God. He said, Timothy, the only hope that you have and the only hope your church has is the Word of God. And then he gives these words to Timothy These are the words that I give our leaders, our worship people, uh, worship leaders, our teams, or stuff like that. There is nothing else that we stand on but God's Word, folks. Not man's philosophy. We spend so much time in the church world today dedicated to a secular philosophy that we forget biblical theology. And we try to build people's lives on this, this, this prosperity mindset, whether it's finances or just successful life and living. 
Are you with me? So look what it says here, verse 16. All Scripture, say that with me, all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. That word doctrine is just a fancy name. It means teaching. It means the instruction of life. For doctrine, for, oh, we don't, how'd that word get in there? Reproof? Oh, gosh, it gets even better. For correction. So God said, as I'm instructing you in life, I may have to chasten, challenge. I might even have to correct. Reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness. In other words, the only way you get righteous and you stay righteous is through God's Word. Somebody say amen. Amen. That the man of God may be complete. The word complete means mature. Remember that little statement that I made? God's not looking for perfection. He's looking for those that will allow direction, even if it means taking correction. God has to get us in that place of living for Him to where it's consistent if you want to live a victorious Christian life. Complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. God is into good work. Can you say amen? Amen. We are not saved by works, but because you're saved, you will do, which Ephesians chapter 2 says, was created before for you to walk in. So let's look at this. It's on the screen. I want to break this down a little bit. Perilous times will come. When? In the last days. We are in those perilous times, okay? Now, I have a note in your, in your uh, uh, bulletin, and I want you to do that. Uh, Mindy, put the next slide up real quick before we do it back here. The interesting thing about 2 Timothy 3, it's not speaking of what is going on in the world. It's speaking about what's going on in the church. Well, that puts a whole different slant on it, doesn't it? You mean all these things being described are happening in the... Thank you. Look at, go back to the thing. For men shall be lovers of, them own, of their own selves. Last week we did a little fun thing. I took my cell phone out. And what is the biggest thing you can do today? Take a selfie. You say, Pastor, I don't do selfies. No, we don't need to. We have Facebook. That's all about self. Oh, did you turn my mic off, Ivan? You didn't? Okay. I mean, my goodness. If I want to know what you had for dinner last night, I just got to look at Facebook. A lot of times, if I want to know what you don't want me to know, all I got to do is look at Facebook. You say, Pastor, I don't post that stuff. Yeah, but your friends do. Men will be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Interesting. Have you ever had another Christian call you holier than thou? 
You ever have another Christian get mad because you say something about their lifestyle? Despisers of those that are traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures. More That couldn't be in the church, could it? Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying the power from such turn away. Now on the screen, I'm going to take you, and I've got, I'm going to take you back into the, your, your, your Bible, so I want you to keep it handy. 1 Timothy 4, look what it says here. The Spirit speaks expressly in the latter times. 1st, 2nd Timothy. Paul is writing to Timothy, who is pastoring now the church at Ephesus. In the latter times, some Look what I put in parentheses. I added that because that word some brings specificity when you go into the original Greek that he's talking about the people in the church. Some among you will depart from the faith. Will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Are you with me? So that means you were in the faith at one time, but you did what? You departed. Why did you depart? You started believing something else. We're talking about the last times. What is the last days going to be like? I am glad you asked. The world, look at this statement on the screen. The world is already condemned, folks. Why is it condemned? They've rejected Christ. Now, when I talk about the world, I'm talking about those that have not uh, been born again, that have rejected Christ. There are still people going to come to Christ, but I'm talking about the big picture. And the world, the Bible says, is already condemned. Open your Bibles to John chapter 3. Are you there? We can quote the first one ourselves. For God so loved. Go ahead. We say that so willingly. And it's so true and it's so valid. For God, the 17th verse says, did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. But then let's go on. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe in him is what? Well, that's not what we want to hear. Isn't it all going to be fine in the end? Are you with me? Let's continue on. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. For everyone, this is where it gets sticky. You see, if we're calling ourselves Christians, then we should love the light. 
We should walk in the light as he is in the light. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may clearly be seen that they have been done of God. I want you to look, and this is the condemnation. I want, you to, I want you to look at this in verse 19. This is the condemnation that light came in the world, but men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Now, it's interesting that this passage follows a conversation that Jesus had with a man named Nicodemus a Pharisee, a ruler of Judaism, of, of the godliness of Israel. And Jesus had to explain to him the whole concept of being born again and what it means to be born again. Well, the story didn't end with that conversation. He's going down and he's breaking the whole thing down and helping Nicodemus understand Nicodemus if you are a child of God, this is the life that you are to live. And if you're not a child of God, this is the life that you will live. It's getting quiet in here, honey, and I just started. I'm just working on it here. This is the condemnation that light has come to the world, that men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds are evil. For everyone practicing evil, say that with me, everyone practicing evil, say that again, everyone practicing evil. Okay, take that word one out. Every Christian practicing evil. What's it say? Hates the light. Can I put it in normal, modern-day vernacular? We want to do what we want to do and not have God tell us we can't do it. Not the preacher. And all I'm supposed to be is a spokesman for God. Okay, Pastor, what, what are you, you're just starting. What are you getting at? Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back for those looking for him. How do I know I'm looking for him? I'm living for him. I'm practicing righteousness. I'm living in the light as he is in the light. Because one day my deeds are going to be exposed. Now, I have this on the screen. And this is, folks, I was praying about this. And I'm thinking, okay, God, I'm not just going to do the you know, of, of all the current events and stuff like that. And God said, no, I'm coming back for my church. I'm not coming back for the world. Or worldly Christians. Look at this. The rejection of Christ is the reason for the condemnation we're reading about here in John 3. The rejection of Christ 
is the reason. Now I know everyone in that, well, I haven't rejected Christ. Look at the next statement. God gave this to me. Rejection is not only decisive, but it's also indecisive. Some decisively reject Christ, while others indecisively refuse to live for Christ. They haven't rejected him, but in their lives, they stay back from him. Folks, Jesus is coming back. And I, I could have went all kinds of different directions from that one statement, and the place that I wanted to go was the ten virgins. They all looked the same on the outside. Their, their lamps were trimmed. That means they were beautiful. They were ready for the celebration. They were purposeful. The problem is, is some were half full and the other were full. What's the difference? One kind of going to church and the other being the church. And what happened when the, the groom showed up? The others were going out trying to get somebody to help them do right when the other ones were just doing right. Am I making any sense? Now, folks, I, I know this isn't easy what I'm talking about here, but I think so many times as we get caught up, just like the word of the Lord that came, we get caught up in thinking it's them. And we forget it's about us. 1 Peter 4, 17 is on the screen. For the time has come for judgment to begin where? This is recorded in Isaiah. Peter, who referenced Isaiah a lot. For the time has come, the judgment begins at my house. And if it begins with us, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel? If the righteous is scarcely saved, what's that mean? People, we, we get, what do you mean scarcely saved? Do you mean I, I could fall out? No, no, we're saved because of what he did, not because of what we do. It's done. That's why we call, we're called human beings, not human doings. We're we're being what Christ has called us to be, okay? Supposed to be, okay? If the righteous is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner be? Who are the ungodly and the sinner? Well, both of those are the ones that don't obey the gospel. Well, why has it got two different categories? Because the ungodly are supposed to be the godly. The ungodly are in the church, and the sinner is out of the church, If the righteous, those in right relationship with God, are only saved because of what he's done, not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy, where will the ungodly? I, I wrote a little note down here. What's, okay, let's make it even clearer. The ungodly are those who won't live, and the sinner are those who won't commit. 
And what these passages are talking about is the compromise that has come to the church. We think that all the last days is talking about the world. Jesus isn't coming back for the world, church. He is coming back for the church. Okay, so perilous times are not just referring to the world. Yes, it's going to affect the world because the world is here. How many would agree we're living in perilous times? I know people who refuse to watch the news. I don't care what channel you listen to. You know, you might think, well, I have the best channel or I have the... Folks, turn it on. It's not necessarily good news. How many would agree that we live in perilous times? Sinner or saint still live as if nothing's going on. We come to church, and most churches won't preach a message like this because it's not popular. But like I've shared with you all for very many, many years, folks, when the rapture happens, I want Victorious Life empty. I don't want to leave a whole bunch of people behind. Because if I do that, it means I might not make it. Because the only reason people are staying behind is they've either rejected the truth that I have propagated through God's Word or I've not propagated the truth. Am I making any sense today? The world is condemned already, church. The world is condemned already. That's why we're not supposed to be focused on blowing up. We're supposed to be focused on going up. Jesus is coming back for the church, not the world. And Jesus wants you and I ready to meet him. Now, I'm going to take you back into your Bible again, Luke. And, the re- folks, the reason I'm doing this is I want you to be able to find this stuff in your Bible. I don't want you just to look at it and say, well, that's, that's all nice and good, and thank you, Pastor, for preaching that. I want to be able to go back and look at it yourself. This is why I give you notes. This is why I want you to go home and study your notes. Okay? Can I tell you something? I can mess up. God never messes up. And so as long as I preach it according to this, we're doing good. Luke chapter 17. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the coming of the Son of Man. And how does God say it was in the days of Noah? People were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage. All the way up, listen to this, to the day that Noah entered in the ark. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but if I had this, this massive boat, my wife and I and, and Jeff and Lucinda, we had the uh, wonderful time. We went back to Kentucky and saw the, the ark, the ark encounter. I recommend it completely. But if I saw that big thing sitting in my front yard, Now, folks, it was big, and it's exactly the same dimensions. If I saw that big thing, I'd be up there knocking on Mr. Noah's door and say, can you explain a little bit more about this stuff called rain? I'm not thinking even the craziest guy is going to do what you're doing without some validity to it.
But folks, the world isn't knocking. Up to the day. But can I tell you something? We see all this stuff happening, and many Christians aren't knocking. Up to the day Noah entered, then what happened? The flood came and destroyed them all. As it was in the days of Lot. They were eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building. Do you know you can go to no, almost city, I haven't been to all, all the cities, but I'm assuming it's going to be the same. But all over the world, I've had the privilege of being to 36 different nations of the world to preach the gospel. And I have never been to a city that the skyline was not filled with building. How many saw the skyline of Flagstaff lately? They don't stop building. Right down the street from Bob and, Bob and I, where we live, they're putting a whole new complex in. Bob and I were talking about it and saying, I hope the heck they've widened this road. It's going to be a mess if they don't. Look what it says here. Planting, building. What did we just have? A, a multi-million kid free day miss school event. Oh, that's not what it's called. It's called climate event. That's right. I think it was a free kid miss day of school event. All concerned about the planting of the world, the climate of the world. And folks, it's a valid thing to be concerned about. But look what it says here. All the stuff that's happening outside is what they're focusing on, not the stuff that's happening inside. And look what it says here. All of these things were happening until the day Lot left Sodom. There's lots of stuff that was happening in Sodom before Lot left. But up to the day that Lot left, they were still doing what they were always doing. And fire and sulfur rained down and destroyed them all. It, look at how it ends here, it will be just like this the day Jesus returns. The reason most, as in your notes, folks, the reason most carry on as normal is they won't see the signs. You know what it says in, in 1 Peter? They are willingly ignorant. You know what it says in Romans 1? They are willingly ignorant. It's not that they can't know, it's that they won't know what's going on. They don't know what is happening and they blindly carry on in life as if nothing is going to happen. And they will continue to live normal lives right up to the rapture. And it's going to be the same way in the church. Perilous times refers not to just the world, but it refers to the church.
Pastor, what do we have to do? As the worship team comes, don't worry, we'll get back to it next week. I really, I really think, you say, Pastor, this looks like, like we have no hope. Oh, you got great hope. I want you to go to the end of your notes, the very last paragraph of your notes. Why don't you look at this? And why am I driving this home so, so much? Why am I driving this home so much? Is because we're living in the last times. We're living in the last times. And if the church isn't prepared, how do we get the world prepared? I'm going to get into the entire breakdown of that passage, those five simple verses. And we're going to see it's really about the church and the church being ready. I love you so much that I don't want us to miss this opportunity. Now, I know, folks, I know this isn't, this isn't what you're going to hear across every pulpit in town. And you say, well, well, that's a good thing, isn't it? I don't know, is it? Do you know Christians that are not living like Christians? Anybody here? I'm not talking about the person sitting in your chair. I'm talking about, do you know anybody? Okay. Do you know they go to church? Why doesn't their life change? Why are they okay still living in sin? Well, Pastor, we just we live in a fallen world. You say it yourself. Yeah, we live in a fallen world, but we don't have to live a fallen life. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm a child of God, so why am I not living like it? Folks, the church is the only hope the world has, which is why Paul is writing to Timothy and said, Timothy, this is what's going to happen in the last days. You better stay in my word. The last paragraph on your notes, Satan's deceptions during the very last days are going to be so strong. If you don't have a love, for the truth. If you don't have a love for the truth, if you are not grounded in God's word, you open yourself completely to be deceived. Well, Pastor, I am. I love God's word, and I'm in the word of God, and I'm in the church, and I'm in then you don't have anything to really fear. But I want you to look at that line that I put in there. The world believes, the church believes, because this pulpit, not this one, but many pulpits in America preach, all you got to do is believe. 
And that's true. But you've got to believe as the word believe means. The word believe means cling to, trust in, rely upon. That's a simple definition. Believe, faith, and trust are all the same Greek word. If you're believing, that means you put your complete trust in Christ. If you're trusting, that means your life is completely walking in Christ. And you say, Pastor, is that, that, that what it means? That's exactly what it means. And so what happens when the rapture happens? Trumpet goes or blows, you go. It's really that simple. But we have been conditioned to believe. All we have to believe is that we believe. And we can live unbelievable. Does that make any sense? If we truly believe, it's in your notes there, we will be living, learning, and loving Jesus every day and searching the scriptures to find and stay ready in the truth. We are living in the last days. Please get ready. The deception is not going to get easier. What God wants you to know is you are his child. If you're living for him. I'm not talking about mistakes. We all make mistakes. Thank goodness I didn't make any today. We all fall short of the glory of God. Our righteousness is of Him. And I'm safe and secure and confident in that truth. I just live according to that. So in here, in here, in teaching on the last times, I want you to come, and I want you to come with your Bible. I want you to come looking at the Scriptures and saying, I want to be that one that is instant in season and out of season. Whether the times are good or the times are bad, I'm living for them. That's what I want to be. And as long as you and I are that person, I'm ready. When the, de when the deceptions and the lies and the different things, no, no, that's not what God's Word says. Well, who do you think you are? Better than me? Nope, I'm just a Christian. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 630. 
Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue, across from Cal Ranch. I'm Joe Harding. From Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Center, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.